Hey, Stacy, here we are. Here we are. Episode 71. How are you? I am. If I was any better, I would have to step in front of a crosstown bus. Oh, because my. <laughs> I can't take the level of joy I'm at. Because do you know what the significance of 71 is? Is the year someone you know was born. Yes. So Sue was born in 71. Nice. But here's the other reason. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't going to count that one, but okay, sure. Don't tell Sue I forgot what year she was born. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, it's one year before Sly started working at the uh, uh, the movie theater, the, Bar- right. the Baronet the movie theater, nice. uh, where he was eventually f- uh, fired from scamming tickets. And he actually tried to scam tickets from the owner of the uh, the theater yeah Old. so I, uh, yeah so i i think i think that was kind of kind of interesting and there's a whole story that i talk about um of sly being an usher and how yeah. he would go to the projectionist booth and record the movies because he wanted to be uh, he wanted to go to film school but he didn't have the money for it and um it was like a, it's like a whole thing so anyways listen uh i have something i i want to jump right on to my love for Rocky Four has continued. So, uh, yeah, really, I, I, I'm in a Rocky Four mood. I really am, and that's rare for me. Right. That's that's really rare. So, on Instagram, and I apologize. There's a gentleman on Instagram, and I think his Instagram name is something Yankees or or so, I don't know what it is, but I think he's from New York. And I I'm going to go through and thank him for this. But a few days ago, he said, Mike, do you have one of these? And I said, no, I don't. I said, I would love one. So uh, he sent me one and I got it last night in the mail. I'm going to show you real quick what it is. And then Stace, I want you because people aren't going to be able to see it. There you right. go. It's a yellow ticket in a clear plastic saver. Go ahead, put that up and show people. There you go. Okay, here, here, what this is, is a 1985 ticket to the be an extra in the crowd scene with Rocky and Ivan Drago at the Agrodome out in Canada. Okay. Oh, cool. It, this is a ticket. Admit one. It's great. It'd be there eight o'clock in the morning. And they filmed the, the Drago fight scenes uh, from April 30th through May 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 6th, 7th, and 8th. And you know it's an admit one, and it was it was great. It's called the uh, the Pacific National Exhibition, the Agrodome, and at wow. eight a.m. you had to be there. I think it was out in Vancouver, and that's where they filmed the fight. Now a lot of people, what a lot of people don't realize is, and I really hoped Sly was going to show more of this mm-hmm. in in the director's cut. Maybe they didn't even get footage of it, right? Well, and maybe he even forgot about this. But what they had done, I talked to several people who had been there the day of filming. And when you you know, there's the outside hallway where all the the Coca-Cola, the popcorn, the hot dog stands are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. So what Sly had done, he had rush guys dressed up as Russian guards all the way around in their military, that brown and red with the hammer and sickle. Right. right. And all of the Pepsi products or Coke products. All of the the um, advertisements were all in Russian. Everything. There were pictures of Lenin and Marx and all, all of this stuff. Oh right. My. Right. He really wanted to go that extra mile. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I don't know if Sly forgot about that or he never got footage of it. But imagine if 
he had the camera outside in the hallway as people are coming through. And we saw the classic Coca-Cola sign only in Russian. Right. And then we down, down the hallway, we saw the McDonald's golden arches only mm -hmm. in Russian was mm -hmm. McDonald's. Right. Right. And then we saw all the trophy cases with all the communist paraphernalia right, with right. all the guards like that's intense. Yeah. It's okay. That's not. That's an eye for detail. And that's what was there. Right. That's what was there. And so I, we didn't see that in the director's cut. But again, like I said, I kind of default to thinking maybe Sly never even had that. Maybe never. Maybe he never even caught that on camera. You know, maybe that because I know they usually film these fights very quickly. And right. when Sly is in director's mode, he's bam, bam, bam. Good. Got it. He's not one of these guys that are going to take 30 takes on a scene. Right. He hates that. He hates mm -hmm. that. If you don't have it in one, two or three takes, that's it. Somebody blows their lines or a piece of equipment fails or falls or something. Okay, sure. But, mm -hmm. you know, he moves fast. And that's right. one of the reasons why I think Rocky Balboa eventually got you know, uh, a greenlit because mm -hmm. he does move so fast and he has that with the, the producers. They know he can make Rocky Balboa happen, even though they didn't believe in him at the time, mm -hmm. you know, but they did in the back of their minds. And if anybody can make this happen, it's Sylvester Stallone. Right. And of course, Sly always makes it happen. Right. He certainly does. Yeah. That I'm just, there must be pictures out there. I mean, it's not like people had cell phones, so it's yeah, that's it. There were no cell phones in yeah. 1985. Nothing. Mm -hmm. There were the big ones that Michael Douglas used in um, uh, what, what was the movie he was in? Um, Wall Street. Oh, okay. know, remember he's on the beach and he's mm -hmm. got the big robe on and he's talking and the phone is like this big. <laughs> Slice right? of a brick. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's got the big antenna and he's holding it up and he's walking yeah. along the beach with that. So, but there was no capability and and knowing Hollywood and Sly probably even said no cameras. They probably yeah. confiscated cameras or searched you to a degree or whatever. Mm. Uh, so it was a very different time. Yeah. I know today there's a lot of pictures out there from Balboa when yeah. they were in the arena filming that I, there's a bunch of stuff out there. People did sneak it, even though they did suggest don't use your cameras or whatever. Right. They, you know, they know that shit's not going to, <laughs> you got to block that. <laughs> Sorry. I said the S word. Sorry. <laughs> Don't leave that in. Put a put a uh, right over me. I'm sorry. That's my natural rhythm. Anyways, let's. I, I'm done talking. You go ahead. I'm not talking the rest of this show. Oh really? Wow. That's it. No, that would be a bad thing. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. No, I wanted to. You know, it's it's Apollo month, and um, you know, we lost Apollo, and then of course, what comes up this morning from our dear friend Lisa Bradshaw? I want to send people over to episode sixteen, and she just took <laughs> such a tragic situation and made something beautiful out of it. And so she lost her husband nineteen years ago today, and I just want to say to Lisa, you are amazing. And what you've created since that loss is helping so, so many people. Um, and I know Mike, you and Lisa are quite close. She went on yeah. your tour. Um, I know you wanted to say something to her today as well. I, I did. You know, uh, Lisa is one of these individuals who had great tragedy and instead of rolling up in a ball and staying in a corner for 20 years, she went through her grief and she still has that grief. It's always going to be there. But she chose to do something remarkable with it. And she chose to try to make to help other people 
through the passing of her husband. And so I, I, I love that. And I would really, like you said, ask everybody, go back and look at, at that episode. Um, if I tried to quote the facts, I'll get them somewhat off or skewed and she deserves to be re-listened to. Um, she, she did something when people are going through uh, either end of life or, or very traumatic circumstances, she put together a, a, a basically a system Mm -hmm. uh that's available and and i'm so proud of her and she is uh i had the i had the honor of going to dinner with her she took me to dinner her and her cameraman she she took us to dinner at the victor cafe uh after after the tour and she was just she's just one of these humans who um there's somewhat of a glow a light mm -hmm. around them mm -hmm. and she she has that perseverance that that i think we all aspire to and that mm -hmm. rocky has inspired us to try to hold on to and and that's lisa bradshaw well her app this is what it's called take good care so if you go to the app store and download this this is a resource center for anybody who is giving end of life care um, to, and you can connect with people far and wide. And I was just like, what an amazing idea. And this is what uh, take a care app looks like on Instagram. If you want to follow her there as well. And I just, she's just amazing. And I just can't imagine going through something like that. And so, so untimely, you know, he, he died of very, very unusual uh, circumstances, yep. very unfair and very yep. young. And, and, you know, we've had guests on who, who have suffered untimely losses, like, you know, Sean O'Donnell with his mom and yep. Corey Baker with his mom. And then another mom is our, our friend Jess, but I do want to say to Jess as a transition, uh, happy birthday, my friend. This is happy Jessica. birthday. <laughs> she is on episode 49, and I would just have everyone go listen to her as well because she she just is all things that Rocky Spirit. We just love Jess to death. Here's another cute picture of her. She's adorable. That's amazing. You know, I have that same shirt. Uh I do think you? I think our mutual friend sent us one. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's my night shirt. I had her send it to me like seven sizes too big so I can wear it around the house. And actually, that's my night shirt. Yeah. Oh, really? And what that is, I have to get a bit a better. You know what? Right. I'm going to send you that and you can insert it right here. Okay. And what it is, is it's a uh, Rocky recipe. Yes. So it's like seven parts training, 37 parts inspiration, 14 parts raw eggs. It's this great T-shirt, and I believe it was Meg who was on our show who uh, – uh, Melissa, no, Melissa, yeah, Melissa, Melissa, yes. Melissa. But, yeah, so she said, sent me the shirt, and, and I love it. I think it's great. It's one of my favorite ones. And it's so comfy. I feel like I'm just yes. wrapped in love. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, happy birthday to her and, and just happy birthday, Jess. Yep. Keep punching to Lisa. You're just you're just making something beautiful out of such tragedy. And we love that. Um, and then there's one more birthday. Hmm. There is another birthday <laughs> this week. And I believe it's on Thursday. It's on Thursday. So when this airs, whose birthday is that, Michael? <laughs> I have got to give a big old fat shout out to my friend john rivoli Yay. who is absolutely my favorite artist of all time michelangelo forget about him forget about Picasso it was a punk i'm telling you rivoli is where it's at go to icons and art check out his stuff go check him out on instagram this guy is 
what it's all about when it comes yeah. to art. And it's Beautiful. not just art. I mean, this man tells a story yes. in the paintings. He really does. I love when he does the never before seen mm -hmm. images. Like, I yes. love that. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Because anybody could paint a picture from a movie. But when you have to think about a scene we never saw, but it happened. Yeah. You that's have smart. To, here's one right here. Okay. There's looking up at, at the Rocky three one. Yes. So there mm -hmm. he is. We're looking down. It's the one from the, the, uh, the movie promotion poster mm -hmm. from Rocky three. So we yeah. see the giant belt and we're looking up at Rocky as he's looking into the distance with the hands by himself. And you mm -hmm. can imagine Rocky was doing a photo shoot at one point. Yeah. And this was the result of it. So anyways, happy birthday, my friend. Happy birthday, John. Stacy, we have a guest this week, I think, right? Now, yes. here's a gentleman that I met a few years ago. I think just before the world changed. <laughs> right. Oh, I met him. He's a great guy. He was in Philadelphia, I believe, for a wedding, and he decided to take the Rocky tour. And I can tell you, he's a huge Rocky fan. Mm -hmm. His name is Chris J, and he's just a great guy. And the thing I like about him is he has a very cool pop culture connection with Rocky through a company called Contenders. Uh, yeah. Is he with us yet? He is. Here he is. All right. Hey, Chris, how are What's you? What's up, guys? How you doing? Good to see you. Chris I love that hat. <laughs> I love that hat, the boxing tour hat. And I cannot wait to talk about that in just a little bit. I'm so Oh, I can't proud. wait. I'm ready. I'm so <laughs> proud of that moment, but we'll definitely we'll definitely get to that. So listen, how how did you become involved with the contenders brand? I love this story. Yeah, so um this is how it started. Uh my band was on tour and we happened to be playing in uh Las Vegas. And during the day before the show, we had some time. Uh, there was a place called the Las Vegas Fight Shop, and I'm involved in boxing, so I love visiting the Las Vegas Fight Shop. I'm there buying a couple things. I walk up to the counter, and I'm talking. It was one of those moments where, like, like the sun shined down from heaven, and right next to me on the counter is a pair of underwear, but it's Clubber Lang's trunks. Wow. The, the powder blue Clubber Lang's from Fight One. Sure. I, oh, look at that. You guys look at that. How fun <laughs> yeah. is that? I'm telling you, I mean, I am obviously a Rocky nut. I'm a Mr. T fan, you know, love Clubber Lang. Um, arguably my favorite trunks in all the series nice. of powder blues. Yeah, and nice. uh, I just had to have them. So I bought them. So um, I, I'm a bit of an obsessive type guy. And that's why we get along, Mike, you know, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I'm like, I'm like, who made these? I need to know, like, what, what am I looking at here? Are there, are there more of these? So I actually emailed the company, the owner to his credit man by the name of John Snyder took the time to email me back and sort of explain like, Hey, we have a whole line of Rocky stuff. And he looked me up and I think he did a little research and realized that I've involved in some entertainment stuff in the boxing world. So literally um he said hey would you help get some stuff out to maybe some of your friends to spread the word and listen this is how i was looking at it at the time i'm like yo man i'm just gonna nab some free rocky undies and be out you know i don't right? know <laughs> i get it um, yeah but uh 
one thing led to another and I got the underwear to a couple fighters and all of a sudden they started to pop up wearing them at weigh-ins guys that were Rocky fans and some of our other brands. And that led to John offering me kind of like a little bit of a job. And literally over the course of five years, it's turned into that I'm the, uh, you know, athletic marketing director for the company. And I literally, uh, one of my daily jobs is to help spread the word on Rocky. So, I mean, I I can't complain. How is that bad? Spreading the word on Rocky is part of your job. Describe like that's great to me. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I I love to be associated with that franchise, even in the smallest way. Yeah, for such a hardcore fan like me is is so exciting. I love it. Are they hiring? Because I could use a part time (laughs) job. You think I'm kidding? (laughs) I mean, hey, we're always looking to spread the good word of Rocky. You know, (laughs) see that. And and what's great, um, for a little background on the company, which is contendersclothing.com. And I know you know a lot of this, Mike, but for, yeah. for, for the listeners, um, the whole company started with Rocky. You know, there was the idea to make all the trunks as boxer briefs. Yeah. Oh, look at that. It's amazing. So that's what right. so this yeah. is mine. Bef- like, so I I took them out the other day and I said, okay, I and I want people to know. I did not buy these like ahead of time or, you know, (laughs) I've had these for years. I wear the contender brand, the the boxer shorts. They are so comfortable and so durable. I'm telling you, some of those are four or five years old. Nice. And I wear them every day. I still have my clubbers from five years ago, you know. Isn't that something? Um, Yeah, and and the the success of the boxer briefs led to us expanding into Rocky T-shirts. Rocky yep. hats, Rocky right hoodies. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, and that's the one that obviously we got to talk about. Oh, Mike, this, so this is this is really great, Stacy. I'm so glad you put this up. Yeah. So I we I, I've got two versions of the shirt. One's the long sleeve version with the stars on this on the on the sleeves, mm-hmm. and then the one next to it is the back of same thing as the front, but it's a short sleeve version. And I got an email from you, yeah. uh, geez, probably about a year ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and you, you guys came up with this brilliant idea for the dates yeah, for all of Rocky's yeah. fights, including Thunderlips. Yeah. And some of them are fairly easy to put together, yeah. but you have to put it together with the fact. How did you come to this date? Yeah, we're talking about the fictional date, Stacey, as if, right. if Rocky existed in reality, right. what day did this occur? Some of them are obvious. They're on the screen, right? Mm -hmm. Some of them are wormholes of (laughs) nerddom that only guys like Mike and I can kind of float around. I immediately went on the ones that I had questions to, to to, to my expert, my guru, Mike. And um, we had a couple email exchanges and it was fascinating because we didn't necessarily line up on one or two. Um, But that's the beauty of it. That's what Mike said. That's what's great about the Rocky universe. But I'm pretty confident we got it on the I back think so. of this shirt. I, I believe, and this is really cool. You guys may get a kick out of this. MGM, when they got the shirt and approved it, they were stunned at how much work went into it, right? And they actually said, this is true, Mike, and you are a part of this. You don't know yeah. this. Yeah. They are going to use the timeline on the back of the shirt as the official nice. timeline. Oh. This is MGM. 
That's if awesome. Anyone, if anyone needs the dates, whether it be for T-shirts or right. for press releases, right. they are going to go with the list that, quite frankly, Mike, you and I yeah. put together. You know, did they, So did, did the name Mike Kunda come up at any point and say, <laughs> hey, there's this guy and we he, he was part of this? Oh, oh I mean, I, we show love whenever we can. Oh, it's actually for, for all you Rocky fans out there listening to The Files. If you go to the website and you check out the Boxing Tour Collection, under the actual, under the actual, where you can order the shirts and the hats, is a breakdown of how we got to yep. the dates. Because listen, I've already been, we've already been under attack. Rocky, yep. Rocky Four mm -hmm. is the one that people just—that's the one where people start battling over the timeline. But <laughs> I know I have hardcore facts as to why Rocky Four occurred. We did everything we could do. Every conceivable rock, every yeah. conceivable line down the dark web. Chris <laughs> and I traveled and yeah. we were in day. I mean, I had a Nigerian prince with me along this journey, helping me for backup. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> And, no, and, really. and honestly, honestly, the crown jewel of all the dates, because yeah. some of them are easy, but the crown jewel to me was all credit to Mike. And, and we, this is on our website. His name's there. We, we plug him. Is uh, Balboa Lang 2. Mm. Mike got the date from a deleted scene in Creed when Rocky's looking at Adrian's scrapbook and sees a ticket. I mean, that, that is next wow. level stuff right there. You know? It yeah. was crazy. So then I say to myself, who did that? Somebody out there had to create this movie prop, this ticket. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, so that's the person like, what do they do? Do they talk to Sly about that? Did they talk to, look at that shirt. I love that shirt. I <laughs> swear to God, I love that and, shirt. And, and if we're talking some, and it, it really, if you're a Rocky guy, it's almost like you have to own it because it's like a tour shirt. You literally yeah. have every date. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll, let me throw some interesting tidbits out, Mike, yeah. that you and I kind of went back and yeah. forth that I know your fans would appreciate. Cause now we're talking about the movies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, the real big debate looking at the shirt is honestly um, when uh, Rocky uh, four happens, right? That's the big one because um, there's a lot of talk in the movie about Apollo being retired for five years. Yeah. So that would mean that, you know, the timeline, the way you and I came up with it yeah, is yeah. Apollo didn't necessarily retire immediately after the rematch. That's never right. said. Right. Time-wise, if you look at Rocky's license plate in the film, yeah, and to think that his tags aren't expired because one would imagine Rocky was doing well and as a tag yeah. were appropriate. Yep. You got to go off the tags, and you also have to go off of Paulie's birthday, which mm -hmm. exactly. you in that, yep. and then you also have to go off of here's the big one: how long Rocky and Adrian have been married. Mm -hmm. If you take those three things. That will put that fight on December 25th, 1985. Yep. Some people try and say it's, you know, it's it's five years after right. you know, uh, 76, but it doesn't make sense at all. It Even doesn't. the way the world was with the conflict between Russia at the time. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. War, right. That wasn't as thick in 1981 as it was 85. Right. Now, here's the other one that they debate, uh, and Mike isn't completely with me on this. Mike <laughs> and I stretch on this. Uh, Here we go. I love this. The Tommy Gunn street fight. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, Rocky Five, which we must talk about, but Rocky Five um, absolutely starts immediately after Russia. We all know that. There's, there's, th th there's no way around that. Rocky Five yeah. starts, and it's the end of 85, top of 86. The 
debate becomes how much time goes from the beginning of Rocky Five to the end of Rocky Five. Mm. Mike leans towards potentially a couple years going. I went with, and I, and I feel strongly about this. I don't like to go against the great Kunda when it comes to Rocky. Time. <laughs> you know what? You may be right, though. Go ahead. You may okay, be right. Here's, here's my thinking, right? Gunn immediately meets him in the winter. He just got the gym. The stuff with the lawyer happened immediately after Russia, right? Mm-hmm. And back then, now this is getting weird. This is going to move into my, my boxing background, right? Atlantic City in the late 80s was a hotbed of professional boxing. It was hotter than Las Vegas. There was literally fights every single week in Philly or AC. Tommy Gunn could have met him in January or February, and he conceivably could have had 14 professional fights leading up to the following year, wins the title on Valentine's Day, 87, fights Rocky later that night. Wins it in Atlantic City because there's no way to get to Philly. People say, no, he won it in Vegas. No, 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 no. Right. He fought in AC, got in the car, drove the same night, and fought Rocky. So I put Rocky five in 86, 87. Hmm. So, you know, it's very difficult to argue that. It really is. There's gut feelings. And I will even give I'll, – I'll even go one further into Chris's corner on this. Depending on my emotional and mental state watching a Rocky <laughs> Five movie, I may, I may agree with that. I, I really will. And I'm not even sure he fought in Atlantic City. He might have fought in Philly oh, no, for the no, championship. No, no. Oh, no, no, Do we no, know Bob, for a, because, for a fact? Here's the catch. He fought at um, Caesars. They show that in the lead up when they go to when Rocky turns on the TV, they mm. show Caesars Palace. And there was a Caesars in Atlantic City at the time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Caesars is still there. The uh, remodel is still there. But you know what always through and, and I, I do recall that. But the thing that kind of throws a wrench in my mind is when we see the skyline of Philadelphia and there's the one building where the ticker goes around uh-huh. and there's there. It, it gives the illusion of it cuts from there to like the fight. And I wondered, could it have been Philadelphia? And the only person I'll, I'll go one more way out, <laughs> way, way out in the weeds. Okay. We have a we have a, a a friend of mine, a friend of the shows here, uh, uh, Tony De Janeiro. He yeah. did some great research on where Rocky lived. Okay, and I believe when I, I so he he did like a seven page term paper on it. And yeah. this is this is not necessarily what we're talking about, but I'm kind of just showing you the weeds part of it. But but we know where he lived, right? Uh, is there any debate to that? Well, I didn't know where he lived. Where in Philly did he live near Villanova? Did did he live um, in Abington? Did oh, are we talking about where he lived in Rocky? As a champion. Five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where did Rocky live in Rocky 3, 4, and 5? When okay, Rocky okay. gets in the limo and he has to come de- do the dedication to the statue, mm-hmm. yes. where was he driving in from? Obviously a Philadelphia suburb. Yeah, well, oh, so we don't know that. We that's Well, that. no, no, no. We do now. So it's out near Main Line. Main Line is a suburb of Philadelphia. So when Tony gave me all of his information, I sent that to Sly, which he was blown away by. And then he goes, he goes, you know, when I was thinking about it, when I was writing the script, it was Main Line. 
So you guys could Google mainline Philadelphia. So, it's so, like, so when he got money, he moved to mainline. Yes, and that's where, exactly. That's where the mansion was in exactly. three and four. Yeah. And where he left at the beginning of right. five right. and returned to the house in two. Yeah, exactly. Because okay. exactly. in, in, in Rocky five. Uh, Balboa. Uh, not Balboa. Not the house. He didn't return to the house in two. Paulie's house. The house Paulie, in one. He had to go to Paulie's yeah, yeah, yeah. house. Gotcha. We're, With we're, the we're, mysterious yeah. staircase that appears that was never there. In the first one. <laughs> in the first one, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. there was. And and I know in that because they didn't film they filmed that out in 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 California, um, but you know it, in Philly the house in Philly is a two floor brownstone uh, yeah. uh, row home. Well, and one so, of the things that blows my mind when I watch the Rockies and you and I talked about this yeah. when we did the tour, Mike, is it almost like it's hard for me to think that some of those scenes like mixed gym. I'm right. sorry, you've taken me there. I have been there. Yeah. And even though I know what's behind that building, I don't care. It's a right. second floor boxing gym. The, the Agreed. Fact, that's what's so crazy about Hollywood, that just the idea that he steps into that perfect, yeah. nothing more perfect than the outside of that for what they were going for. And it was filmed in L.A. I mean, it, it, that stuff's crazy, you know? It, all the interiors, because they had such little money. They had yeah. such little money, so they, there was no money to build a stage for Mickey's gym. So what did they do? They rented a local gym, Main Street Gym in downtown L.A. for, I don't know, a few days. Mm. I don't know, 50, 60, 70 bucks, now, is 100 that, bucks. Is that gym still there, Mike? No, that gym burnt down, actually, uh, about six months after Rocky Three. So when we see Rocky and Apollo... Uh, Stacy and I, of course, have the they're the painting right after Rocky and Apollo go to hit each other. Th so about th six months later, the, it burns down. It became a parking lot. Wow. So for Rocky five, the gym where, you know, Tommy Gunny's training him, Rocky takes it over soundstage. And wow. they did a damn fine job of recreating wow. that stage. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, see, I love the nuances of the Rocky universe. Like this, I think I, you can see how happy I'm. This is the yeah. stuff I like to talk about. You know, yeah, um, it's just the best. It's the best. You know, it really. Stacy, wow. Stacy, <laughs> wow. what do you think about all of this in the weeds geek stuff? No, this is I. I love hearing this, and I love learning it. But I, what I'm learning, listening to two gentlemen, it's just the details, I think. And I, I know I'm just, a, you know, I'm just a girl. But for me, it's more the emotional journey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the quotes and, you know, what was happening with Polly at this time and what was happening. I, oh. I'm so focused on the movement of the characters uh -huh. more than the backdrop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So... Uh -huh. So, well, and as you uh, should yeah. be the first time you watch it, but when yeah. you're on viewing 1500, right. you have yeah. to go elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, you just right. gravitate. You start looking at the right. different things. So, right. so, Mike, when when yeah. when I Stacy when uh, I when I went out and did Mike's tour, my my dad and I went. I knew about it. I was looking forward to it. I mean, listen. I know people have said this on this podcast. If you are in Philadelphia, oh yeah, and you have any interest or enjoyment of rocky it is a must it mm. is a must i had a thousand percent in my life and what was great is you can see mike he's putting on the vibe and he picks yeah. you up and he he is he sniffs you out right away if you're <laughs> casual or if you're hardcore right right so he started the sniff with me because he didn't quite know who i was yet i stopped him right in his tracks and i was just like mike 
I'm pretty advanced. I'm not saying I'm you, but this isn't <laughs> going to be a tour where you have to tell me what happens in the movie. In right. fact, I want to see this, this. I'm like bringing out like notebooks. Like, you know what I mean? Wow. Like you got to physically restrain me from going to see the house in Rocky too. He's like, we'll die there. I was like, <laughs> it's a good place to die, Mike. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, no, you're right. And, and that's, yeah, up at Paulie's house. See, we I don't go, I haven't gone to Paulie's house in about 10 years because the last time- You had an incident? there right i did so paulie's oh. house has changed drastically from what it was other people will go there and 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 they've been okay uh, marco naylor went there stacy he mm -hmm. went and took a, a little video that he, i think he recently put up or whatever but what happened to me when i went it was still the old house okay and so now i'm doing a tour and i have the window down a little bit and on the other side of the van, I hear, <laughs> and it was a bunch of the local inhabitants come up to the window and they said, what are you all doing here? And I go, ah, oh, yeah, Rocky Tour. See, it's on the side of the van. Rocky Tour. Yeah. And uh, they didn't like my sarcasm. So they said that, yeah, we don't like being looked at like zoo animals. You best be on your way. And never went back. <laughs> but now the uh, Polly's house looks completely different. It looks nothing like it did in the movie. Mike, is, if that you, one of the, is that one of the few places that you don't go on the tour that's kind of iconic? Because I mean, you took us yes, everywhere. We saw all it. the good stuff. That's the one that and the Philadelphia Zoo. The only reason well, I don't yeah, go to zoo. What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Th that's a huge price to add on per person to get in. Then um, you're talking another forty-five minutes. To, no, that's. I mean, you, you know have what I'm that saying. Structured so well that there's no need Thank to do you. that. Somebody could go there, obviously, on their own. And that's what I suggest. Uh, that's, we, that's what I, I mean. Stacy, like literally, like you couldn't shut us up because Mike, Mike's a talker, but I can hang too. So we were, <laughs> yeah. we're oh, Chris did well. Over each other. I mean, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I, it was a blast. You but know? you see, that's the energy, Chris. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's that crunch punch you want to give that fan. You don't want, like, could you imagine if I'm like, yeah, over there is where uh, Stallone walked with his dog, uh, yeah. I don't know, Blocky yeah. or Butkus or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, right. Oh, oh, you know, you, you can't do that. Right. And Chris has that same type of passion for this character but that I do. I, Stacy, I kid you not. If I lived in, the, I was I was born and raised in South Jersey, right? But if okay. I if I, st if I still lived out there, there is literally no doubt in my mind that I would be his backup for the tour. I swear, I, I swear, uh, like, I believe that one hundred percent. If he had a wedding, mm -hmm. literally, I would be the guy that would be the fill in. You know, I ain't got the look like he does, but I, I can talk the you talk. The you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's just fantastic. I mean, um, it's a wonderful tour. It was a blast and. I, I just can't recommend it enough. And I, I'm not here to hype your tour, obviously, but it, it's just fantastic. And the Rocky universe is great. And, and people like you and me and, and, and contenders, yeah. I, we, we continue to keep it alive. And what we try and do to bring it back to contenders is we try and, and put a twist on the merchandise. There are Rocky t-shirts everywhere that say Rocky. Yeah. There are, t you know, you get the poster. We sure. try and do something unique. So in other words, we have like the robe collection where right. we did all the robes and hoodies. And I'm happy to say that that was such a success that uh, we're relaunching that uh, next week. So probably around the time this is airing, yeah. we'll have the clubber robe back, oh. you know, for spring because it's like a light robe, the boxing tour shirt. We have a, well, there will be a new Rocky drop um, in nice. November around the anniversary of the film. I can't, sure. can't let the cat out of the bag. Sure. 
but Rocky fans will be excited. Um, and uh, we're always trying to just kind of keep it creative, but the one I will let you in on, like, so, so here you go. Here's the big secret. We won't tell anybody just between the three of us. The boss won't be happy about this, but (laughs) we are doing, um, Rocky's robe in Uh, boxer brief form with the yellow sash Come and on, the sham, and the shamrock meets on the butt. I no mean, way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing it, and to our knowledge, no one's ever done a shamrock meets anything. We've never seen it. You know, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, so we try I, to. I, I will be adding that. that. Like the movie, you want a T-shirt that says Rocky? Go to the Philadelphia airport and get it. Yeah, yeah. You right, want to right. show what you know your your yeah. knowledge and your fandom were yeah. for you. But the interesting thing, Mike, to bring it to boxing really quick, and how yeah, I really yeah. got involved was right. Um, professional fighters started weighing in in our boxer briefs. And it started right. with Rocky. There was a fighter, um, good friend of mine by the name of uh, Francisco Chia Santana. He was a hard luck fighter like Rocky. He was a welterweight guy, never could win the big one, started to fade out a little and got in a tournament on an uh, international tournament that took place in Kentucky. And I was friends with him. I was working his corner with, with his trainer um, cause that's my other gig along with contenders, you know, I train and manage fighters, yeah. you know? So, yes. um, I, uh, said, dude, you gotta wear the Rocky twos. I said, you gotta wear the Rocky twos at Wayne. And that's his favorite movie. Like we quote it together. Oh, so he's like, absolutely. I got to do it. He was fighting a Cuban Olympian, right? Jesus. He was supposed to be there to get wiped. He was just there. You know, the guy in the, there's 16 brackets and he's the horse that's supposed to lose. Yeah, put on those Rocky twos. And so help me God, he went out and he upset that Olympian and he won that tournament and he was vaulted into the top 10. And it was, I get goosebumps thinking about it. It was a real life Rocky moment where a guy that never had a break in this sport achieved something nobody thought he would could. Now I don't give the underwear full credit but I'm going to say 10% they had something to do with it. And since then, it's been a good luck charm. There has been there was a fighter that won a world title. Here's another one for a guy by the name of Andrew Cancio, okay? Um, he worked at Jackhammer. He was retired. Wow. Came out of retirement. Um, guy from California. Um, worked for the electrical company. Wanted to have two or three more fights. Won them, right? And got a random shot at the world title. This is the featherweight division about yeah. five, four years ago. And uh, um, he's in the gym. I'm like, you got to wear the Rocky twos. I said, you just, you got to wear the Rocky twos. Yeah, so he's yeah. like, man, and he literally said, he's like, if you think this will help me win, I'll wear anything. You know? Wow. I mean? He put them on. It was just like the Rocky movie. And you can look this up online. Andrew Cancio, um, when he won the world title, got knocked down in the first round and the whole place. And it was in his hometown. Are you ready for this? Oh. Just like Rocky Apollo. Yeah. The champion at the time wanted to basically fight because he knew this guy brought a lot of people to this small town. It was an easy tune up, you know, just like, right. Yeah. 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 Knocks Andrew down in the first round and everybody's like, there's levels to this. You know, this is high athletics. He shouldn't be there. Andrew fights back, digs down and catches him with a liver shot in the fourth round drops the world champion the place is going. I mean, it's the Philadelphia spectrum, but we're in California, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Champ gets up, clutching his side, just like Apollo. Just like just Apollo. Like him. <laughs> Andrew runs across the ring, hits him in the side again. The guy goes down again. The place is going berserk. Right? <laughs> He's knocked down one more time. This guy, who has no business even 
being there, he's about to be a world champion. He runs across the ring. I mean, he is just digging from the depths of his soul, Mm. drops the champ and literally becomes the WBA featherweight world champion. Biggest upset of the year. If you go back, you can find this. Sure. Highlights online. And he was wearing Rocky two boxer briefs under his trunk. So there's a magic. There is a magic that goes into real life occasionally. You know, and that's what's so beautiful about the movie, you know. Stacy, if I could just have a moment to say something here, You've been, I can't. I can't get Stacy to shut up. She, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She's, oh God, ah, da, da, we can't da, get da. a word in. You know? can't, we, we cannot get a word in. She just will not stop talking. Right. You know. It's weird to think that Stallone wrote this movie in 1975. Right, right Mike, 74, yeah. 75. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and literally, oh, 40, 50 years later. Mm. somebody wore a piece of merchandise connected to this movie in the seventies and went on and literally accomplished what occurred in the films. And, and that, that you don't find that with virtually, I mean, find me an example where that matches up. Exactly. Do do you think someone Chris is going to walk into the American embassy in say Switzerland, like Jason Bourne (laughs) and crawl McGraw his way through security and get out and go on the run. No, No, it's never going to happen with Rocky. You see, Rocky is accessible. Rock, we oh, and that's the thing Stallone knew. You know, he was going to do a the original concept for Rocky was centered around several different things. One being a cab driver who cleans up the city of drugs and whatever and runs for mayor, but it didn't resonate. Then an out of work actor that didn't resonate. But fighting, well, now fighting that resonates because we all know what it's like to be in a physical fight. We know what it's like to fight with our loved ones. Fight through traffic, fight at work to get a promotion or to get looked at. Hey, I'm over here. I matter. I am. You know, it, so we understand that. And that translated across the universe yep. for these the, the Rocky series. And and for me, going back to um wearing the Rocky two shorts and feeling that inspiration and carrying him through the fight, I agree so much with that because uh when I was uh, younger, when I was in my early 20s, uh, my uh, father, he, he used to work at a, he was a master tailor and he would do these fashion shows with my brother where they would change backstage into tuxedos and they would have the, the brides, you know, they're going to get married in six months or whatever. They would all show up at these bridal shows and my father would walk out on stage to like hip pop songs, men in black, and they would be jazzy and cool. And my dad said, Mickey, would you like to be on this? And I go, yeah, I mean, okay. It was a couple of bucks. You know, they give me a little check or whatever. And so I would get changed and I was a fool. I would, I would like try to take my tuxedo jacket off on stage and throw it over my, and I tripped and I fell. I, I wasn't natural. I'm not a natural person, but when I put the fedora on, when I put the leather jacket on and the leather gloves, I become this, I don't know, this ambassador to Rocky land that I feel like I could do anything. Mike Kunda can't do nothing. Mike Kunda is a bum, but as Rocky, Mike Kunda has got something. He's got something to offer. So I get what that fighter felt. I get that. And I get what other people, I get what fans feel when, 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 when they get the fedora or they get your clothes from the contender line, you know, they feel a connection with this character. There's an yeah. energy that flows. And, that, and that's, if there's anything I can say about contenders in Rocky, it's like, you see me, you hear me talk. 
right? This isn't a cash grab. This isn't somebody right. that had a clever idea to right. commercialize right. Rocky. It's my favorite movie ever. I mean, mm-hmm. it inspires me on a daily basis. Like we truly, truly care. And we're making this for people that love Rocky, yeah. you know, and uh, right. that means something to me. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, uh, when people have passion for something like that, just like talking to you guys about Rocky or going on your tour, it's just like, it's like when you find your people and I feel yeah. like a lot yes. of people, contenders is like, I found my clothing brand and, and we have other stuff. We have the Godfather line. We have Muhammad Ali. We have, um, Cobra Kai. It's, it's not just Rocky. We do movie properties, but we try and find movie properties that people have a visceral yeah. connection to. It's not just like, Oh, it's the, this or that, you know, as weird as it sounds, we do blood sport. You really? JCVD. Really? There are people that look at that blood sport movie. Now they tend to be more from the MMA community, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bloodsport is like they're Rocky. I mean, that's the movie <laughs> that when they right. think of because it's more the martial arts, you know, and yeah, 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 that yeah. movie is that's their baby, you know, stuff like that. So we try and find those brands that really appeal. But it started with Rocky. And anytime we do a Rocky drop, we know it's gonna do well because yeah. we have a hardcore fan base of, of Rocky people. You know, I got to tell my buddy about you guys. My buddy Todd Cinefonte has been JCVD's uh, stand-in and stunt double wow. for probably since he did. What was the movie where uh, Van Damme was in Pittsburgh? He The uh, hockey arena. Remember that movie? Hey, I, don't rec- I know the scene you're talking about. But Sudden Death or something. I forget the name a lot of, of it. Those, a lot of those Van Damme names start to sound the yeah, same. They do. They yeah. do. <laughs> Them and Seagal, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are interchangeable in terms of the names Magnum Force, Hard yeah, to exactly. Kill, Out for Justice. It's just <laughs> yeah, like exactly. <laughs> so so let me ask you this. When when the brand when contenders is looking to really say, yes, JCVD, the Godfather, Rocky, Cobra Kai, Karate Kid, and so on, when you guys latch on to something, what goes into that decision making process that says, ah. That's something we we want to, mm-hmm. you know. That's, that's a great question. And and again, that, that leans more towards the CEO of the company, John Snyder, who I know you've had email conversations yeah. with, Mike. Wonderful yeah, yeah. guy. He has a really, he has a knack for just knowing that like that's going to work outside of us. Like we look for the brands and he looks for the brands that have passionate, not what's oh, hot, what's okay. passionate. And mm-hmm. you know what we saw is we did The Godfather. Yeah. And check this out. Luca Brazzi, he sleeps with the fishes, the famous line. That's never been put on a shirt in the way that we did it. Uh, he came up with, the owner came up with a fish market, Luca Brazzi's fish market, where he sleeps with the fishes and put it. It looks like a fishing T-shirt. It nice. looks like a T-shirt that a fisherman wear. Mike, it is now our bestseller next to the Rocky Beats Apollo 79. Right, right. Literally, people have connected with that shirt because Godfather fans are very much like Rocky fans. Yeah. They don't have as much as we do. We got tons of movies. We got spinoffs. They got three movies and one they don't want to acknowledge. Yeah. But they are absolutely Rocky-esque passionate about those films. So we finally gave them some Godfather merch that just didn't say – Godfather, yeah, right? You know, and and they're reacting yeah. to it, you know. Well, so. I saw Frank Grillo, the actor Frank Grillo, wearing yes, yes, 
And, uh, you know, Frank Grillo is an interesting guy. I don't know if you guys know watching right now. If you guys don't know who Frank Grillo is, Google you know him Frank. If you saw him. He's yeah. one of those guys that like, oh, I know that guy. I know this guy from here. He was in um, Billions. I think he was in not last season, but the season before he was in Billions. He was also he's been in a bunch of movies. He's, he's really he was in uh, the Purge films. He's very he, he was. That. And then he played um, Crossbones. In uh, the Captain America, uh, right? He was one of the guys, and I remember in the Black Gear, yeah, in, in uh, Tony Stark's he's, office, he's, yeah. And he's buddies with Stallone. I've seen a ton of pictures where he's at Sly's house watching yeah. the fights. It's, I hate, you know what incredible. I hate is like, man, listen, I'm not jealous so much. I would like that experience. I, I, I would like that yeah, experience. Yeah. I want to sit on Sly's couch and watch the fights. You know what I mean? But you know, um, if we ever got that opportunity, Chris. Like, you ever wonder to yourself, like. How would you conduct yourself? Like, I know I would find a way to be okay. But yes. really, like, like when you see Guy Fieri, uh, uh, Al oh. Pacino, are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> Michael Corleone is sitting next to me. Arnold and Drago are sitting yeah. in back of us at the bar. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, I've already planned this out, right? So, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, yeah. So I'd have to stay away from the Rocky nerddom. Right. Uh, Got to do would, it. Got to stay I would, away. I would go right to my other passion, yeah. which is professional boxing. Cause Stallone okay. is a huge boxing fan. Sure is. Um, uh, one of my best friends is a trainer by the name of uh, Joe Janik, but everybody knows him as Hoss. You've seen him on TV. He's got the Mohawk. He's right. He's the guy that trained Andrew Cancio when he won the world title. Gotcha. At any rate, he was working with a fighter on the set of expendables three. Nice. Right. So he got to go to freaking Bulgaria. Now this is one of my best friends. Right. He is getting to go to Bulgaria to be on the set of a film with some of the biggest stars of all time, including one or two of my personal heroes. And he said Stallone was wonderful. He said he was super great, friendly, down to earth. But he said the connection was the boxing. Yeah, Stallone yeah. was like, oh, I'm with the real boxing trainer, talking yeah. about fights he's been to, all the different – you know what I mean? It wasn't like Stallone wanted to talk about – uh Rocky. Yeah. He wanted right. to talk about professional boxing, you know, wow. and, he, and even a uh, Hoss asked him, he was like, Hey, you know, um, I forget what it was, but it was something to the effect of, do you get to listen to a lot of music or read a lot of stuff? And Stallone was like, he's man, I'm so busy that I don't really get to do any of that stuff, you know? Cause at the time he was directing that movie, starring yeah. and writing yes, it. Yes, he was. It's just interesting to think like some of the things that as busy as that man is, you know, he probably doesn't get to hear the new so-and-so record or see exactly. the series that we're all watching, you know, now I have two little kids, so I feel the same way now, but yeah. um, you know, uh, it was just very curious to me that it was like, basically what Hoss was telling me is like, yeah. you really couldn't bond over a TV show right. or a record or a band. It was like, you had a bond over, like, that was the one thing that he lit up for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He gives himself room to open. And so boxing, he will, schedule a ufc fight or a boxing match at his house as, yeah. Yeah, exactly right and this is a thing so he gets into that that's his that's his go-to where he will allow himself to not work and not be busy i've always wondered like my like you bring up a really funny uh good and fun point like what does slide do on a sunday morning if yeah. he let, let's say if he's anything like me no matter how much he wants to sleep in you just can't sleep past 6 a.m. Like mm -hmm. 6 a.m. is late for, for me. 
right? I'm usually up at about yeah, five. And, and let's be frank, Stallone is an older guy, so he probably and, wakes up pretty early. And he probably wakes up early because that's the thing. The older we get, the, the, the earlier we wake up, okay? And then maybe we take a nap later in the day. <laughs> but I wonder, like, what does he do on a Sunday morning? Does Sly read the Sunday paper? Does he have the news on in the background? Or is he watching Three Stooges reruns as he's reading the paper? Or is he listening to Taylor Swift? Shake it off. Shake, like, <laughs> does, he, does he peruse top 10, top 20? Like, little things like that. Like, when he's writing, I know he listens to a lot of classical music when he's mm -hmm. writing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I know that. Which and it's really it's, interesting because yeah. I, you know, I do a bit of writing. Well, a lot of writing myself and I can't listen to any music when I write. I don't know how you are, Mike, but I, I, I it's got it. I'm too distracted by music. When I hear music, I drift off, mm -hmm. you know? So I always find it strange when people write while another art is occurring. Does that make sense at all? It, mm -hmm. it really does. And everybody's a little bit different for me. I love music when I write, especially if I'm writing a very a heavy emotional scene. Like I just wrote a scene just the other day about a guy in a restaurant uh, listening to Nessun Dorma uh, being sung uh, in a crowded restaurant and everyone's crying uh, and it brings a flood of memories. So I'll put Pavarotti on mm -hmm. uh, Nessun Dorma playing. Well, that there's a connection there. Well, there's a connection there because so that, you're right yeah. about that scene. Yeah. So if there's a connection with the music, I will listen to it. If I don't have a connection with the music, it's quiet in here or it's mm -hmm. Christmas music because Christmas music calms me. Tremendously. Yeah. Your Christmas music. I'm a, I'm yeah. a Christmas lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, before we get too, too far along, I wanted to ask you something that uh, I find fascinating from people. What is it about Rocky that hooked you? Why do you love this character so much? You know, um, it was ingrained. Uh, born and raised in South Jersey, Cape May, New Jersey, um, where I was yeah. born. My parents uh, both were Pennsylvanians. You know, my mom outside of Philly, my dad a little further in the coal region, Mount Carmel. Um, yeah. uh, interesting place. Um, but uh, so, <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah, so, <laughs> so my existence basically was um, living in South Jersey and, you know, family vacations, Christmas, Easter, going up to see the family in Pennsylvania. So um, to... to do the long story very quick. This is true. Mm -hmm. I thought Rocky was real mm -hmm. for years. This is true. Me Where too. I grew up. Now keep in mind, a little kid, imagine being five, six years old. The first Rocky does not look like a TV show. It looks like a documentary. So imagine not really quite understanding how TV works and entertainment works. I have memories of being at my grandmother's house and it was always on TV in that area. This is pre, we're going back to the early days of cable, Mike, and you, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. Rocky was shown almost like a religious thing in the Philadelphia area around Thanksgiving because again, the film kind of, so I remember being up at my grandmother's and it seemed like every Thanksgiving Rocky was on regular TV. I remember little scenes from it. So I thought he was real to reinforce this. And people like laugh at me when I tell them that and they don't understand this. You ready? Rocky's statue for years was at the Philadelphia spectrum outside of the spectrum alongside Dr. J, Julius yep. Irving, yep. Ron Jaworski. That was the sports complex. Yeah. So when I went to my first sporting events as a kid and concerts, my first sporting event ever was at the Philadelphia Spectrum. My first wrestling match, WWE was at the Spectrum. My first uh, rock concert, well, second rock concert, which was Cyndi Lauper on the True Colors tour, was at the wow. Philadelphia Spectrum. I'm dating nice. myself a little, you know? Nice. But 
I would always ask my dad, we got to go see the Rocky statue because to a little eight, nine-year-old, 10-year-old kid, well, of course he's real. Dr. Mm -hmm. J's real. This guy, like there's a statue of him. I totally. distinctly remember being young and almost being thrown off a little when I found out it wasn't real. But around the same time, then I was just knee deep and falling in love with all the movies. Yeah. I was a little kid in the 80s. So A-Team's one of my favorite shows ever. Right. Huge Mr. T guy. All the things I love, professional wrestling. It like Rocky Three is like, people say, we could argue about this. People say Rocky Four is the epitome of the 80s. No, 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 no. Rocky Three. Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. It was the biggest television star. It was the big Polkamania was insanity. Running wild. Rocky. Rocky three is the 1980s from a cop, pop culture standpoint. You know, we we have you, you. I I can't argue with that. I know it is arguable because Rocky four Rambo two is Stallone's peak. He is at the peak of his. Stardom. Very international and political with those. Whereas Rocky III is American pop culture. You know? It's the last Rocky before Rocky becomes international. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rocky is still Philly in Rocky Three. Hey, let's why don't we look at the boxing tour t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Here we That's go. All we need. Look at this. Spider Rico, Philly. Apollo Creed, Philly. Apollo Creed, Philly. Thunderlips exhibition that was at the Philadelphia Spectrum. Right. James Clubber Lang fight one, Philadelphia Spectrum. James Clubber Lang rematch New York City, and then all of a sudden, we're we're, we're fighting in Moscow, right? Moscow. So his all his fights were in his backyard, exactly. With the exception of New York City, which is close enough, right? But then, like you said, all of a sudden he's in another country. That's you know? it. Rocky no longer belongs to Philadelphia. He belongs to the world. And that's what happened to Sly. Sly no longer belonged to Philly as Rocky. He became this international thing. You know, when, when he filmed that first Rocky and he runs through the Italian market, when that guy tosses the <laughs> orange, I mean, they, they he wasn't Sly. He was a guy in a gray sweatsuit with holes in it and yeah. a white van with a guy, Garrett Brown, holding the camera out the back of it. That's all that was. There was, there was nothing there. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, 10 months later, he becomes an icon as yeah. Rocky. Now he's something. But he was nothing. And so that's the thing with Philly. And that's how people in Philly are. There are such good friends of mine that no matter how popular or famous they or their friends around them become they're still Philly, still the neighborhood yeah it's a guy over there and so what yeah he's worth like 37 million dollars but you know what i remember when he used to pick his nose you know what i mean <laughs> it's, it's that type of thing yeah. like it, and, it, uh, it, they, you remember where you're from yeah and, and rocky yeah. from that point as a little kid just being obsessed with it as a little right. kid yeah it was one of those things you already knew it was one of your favorite movies but as you get older, you realize how good the first one is. You realize how oh special it is and, and, and what a beautiful film it is. And I mean, people make fun of Rocky all the time. They're how hardcore they I am. Do. And I, I saw people, I said, when's the last, have you ever seen the first movie? Because it's, it's a love story. It's a mm -hmm. love story disguised as a sports film. And it's mm -hmm. one of the best love stories ever told. And it's one of the best dramas ever made. I mean, it's literally, it's, it's my favorite movie ever, but it's one of the best movies ever made. You know, mm -hmm. so I mean, but, but I, I'm talking to the, the converted here. It's ridiculous <laughs> for me to say that. 
No, um, but, but but you know what? You bring up a really great point because last year we saw Sly had a dust up with the producers. Of, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, like, we all know. About- shocked at how hardcore he went. I mean, man, that that first statement that he put out, like, it was like, whoa. I mean, Visceral. He was, mm. he was like, I didn't know that he still had that side to him of like. Stacy said it visceral mm-hmm. visceral there are some things in life you never get over and and not that i want to kind of revamp that but when i i saw all of that i remember i i uh, I, I texted him uh, and i said you know just just for the record no one is ever going to say hey do you remember erwin winkler's <laughs> rocky yeah. john g avelson's right. rocky yeah. no 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 one will ever say those words in the same sentence People will say a thousand years from now. You remember Sylvester Stallone's right. Rocky? Yeah. That's oh, it. He now, that, that, now, I know that does not help Sly but, monetarily but or, or artistically. This is, this is a financial thing, right? I mean, he wants so, that financial legacy to go to his family, correct? I think that was part of it. I don't want to get too in the weeds on this, you know. No, but. no, and 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 I agree with you. I don't either. But I can tell you my takeaway. My takeaway was, yes, he wanted to give that to his children. Number one, but number two, and maybe even marginally bigger, was artistically, it was. He wants the rights to be able to do what he wants with the character. That's why he blew up with the Drago spinoff. Yeah, That's why yeah. it's not that he doesn't want a Drago. So he wants to be involved. He yeah. created these characters. Yeah, so hey, let's listen, give, you, you know, yeah, this is not a situation where it's somebody that doesn't like sequels. You know, right? I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. Sly's all about that. He gets it. But why would the studio go to a hack screenwriter before they went to Sly? Sly, the uh, Creed one, Creed two did very well. Uh, we're thinking a Drago spinoff. We, what do you think? Would you like to work with this? But the problem is, Erwin Winkler and Sly, they mm-hmm. can't work together. That's the problem. So, so I gotta ask you guys. Right. I, I've, I've been curious about this. Um, when Creed three came out, by the way, Mike, I loved your uh, Instagram post. <laughs> I, you know, I follow your stuff. I'm a fan, but you did a great, like, it's a tough day for a lot of us out there. <laughs> I was so good. dude, Cause I was feeling it, bro. I was like, when, broke the, my when heart. You said that I was like, what'd you think? Yeah. Yeah. So I still haven't seen it. However, I know I so I talked to a lot of people. I know all the high points. I knew a lot of it before we went into before the movie came out. Of course. I, I was well aware of a lot of things. I even had a lovely conversation with Sly via text uh, about uh, uh, Creed three. I almost said Rocky three. Uh, and so here's the thing. It probably is a decent movie. It probably is a decent movie. But when you put it into the category, and I know it's a Creed movie. I know it's not a Rocky movie. I, I understand that. It's going to be its own animal. I understand, and I'm okay with that. Even so, in that universe, in the Rocky universe, this movie does not hold up. It does not have the emotional context. It does not resonate with us. Now, I have not seen it yet. I will see it when it's for free and I do not have to pay for it. I will not give Erwin Winkler a dime. I won't. But I will see it on streaming at some point. I promise. Uh, I've 
talked to, I, I could think of 20 people off the top of my head. Everyone's reaction has been the same. Mm -hmm. eh, it's a decent movie, but you know, it's not even remotely rememberable like the Rockies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I kind of agree with everything you said. Um, here's my biggest thing. And I got in a big, not argument, but I went on a tangent. I was actually, uh, we had an amateur boxing event this past weekend and we were coming, getting, walking over there. And somebody said, yo, you see it yet? And I just exploded. We're just like, well, like, these poor kids are getting ready for like their first fight. And I'm like, your fights aren't important. We're talking about Creed three. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. And, uh, right. So the, uh, here's my thing. What was beautiful about Creed was it connected to universes. And yeah. I mean that, um, it's the right way to put this. The old Rocky films yeah. and uh, this, the new culture, when I say culture of, you know, a different world, the world has changed. It brought yeah. it together. And it was a really unique, I thought, beautiful relationship, a young black man, an old white man. Agreed. In a sense, in a weird way, they were both empty. There were, they, 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 need, they found yeah. each other and they filled these two beautiful voids, which was such a great film. And it, I mean, just from a spiritual standpoint, it was yep. wonderful. Rocky Creed 2. I love the concept. Oh, I love it. But I love the Dragos. I got to tell you, love I Dragos. love the Dragos. You discuss this. You've discussed this on this podcast. You put the deleted scenes in that film and it is a much better movie. The middle of that film gets really wonky. Yeah, I know. Okay. Any rate, um, this one, you cannot just, let's just pretend it's reality. Let's pretend Creed yeah. 3 is reality. Right. Adonis never had a fallout with Rocky, right? Right. They were friends. He called him his uncle. Yep. Okay. They're practically family that he didn't have. Mm -hmm. I don't care if seven years has gone by. I need some goddamn reference yeah. to him in that film. I know. Even if you start out at a graveyard, even if you walk through his house and there's pictures of him and Rocky yeah. everywhere, even if he calls Rocky the night before the fight. Yep. There, th this guy was too pivotal to your existence. He literally made you yep. the heavyweight champion of the world, made you this household celebrity, biggest fighter in the world. And we're just going to pretend that there's nothing, mm -hmm. not even a text message, not even him yelling to his wife going, hey, honey, Uncle Rock said good luck. Give me something. You right. cannot deny that and have me. It's just a complete it's the. The two Creed films were part of the Rocky Canyon. This one is the beginning of the Creed Canyon. I don't care what right. anybody says. Right. You know? I would agree with you. There, you you absolutely said everything correctly. There's nothing. I can't pick a fight yeah. with you. You're right. You're right. Um, it, I wish I could say what I know and what what was going through certain people's heads. It's, it's just not my it's not my oh, it's not, I mean, it's not my I fight to say i wish i, I could love you know it, I, I want more information about how everything transpired because i, I can no tell you this and ask them somebody had to say oh hey, no 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 they asked you know oh they begged they yeah. begged sly to be in this no here's the thing um i i hope i don't know what's included i know two things netflix has a very in-depth documentary uh, of Sylvester Stallone that's all be already been filmed. I don't know when it's coming out. 
Uh, number two, Sly is writing his autobiography with another writer because he wants it to be very honest. And I hope he opens up on these things. I have a feeling he will. Mm -hmm. And number three, there's a writer from the Washington Post that is writing a, a, a biography on Stallone. He just contacted me yesterday to talk to me about uh, things. And I told him, eh, I don't think I'm your guy to talk to. Uh, but uh, so look for that coming out. I don't know what's going to be in these things. But so what do you think is going to happen with the franchise, Mike? I mean, do you think Creed three? Because it was a huge. They put they put the books into that film. We did a two hundred million. Yeah. And Bezos Bezos put put two hundred million into advertising. So so we were involved. We did a Creed three line. I mean, I mean you did talk about this. We did. A Creed I saw it. No, line. I saw it. Yeah, well, you know, because um, we wanted to be involved. Obviously, of course. And uh, what we found interesting was this: a lot of companies did Creed three merchandise. Okay. We, we're looking at us like we're the raggy guys, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And uh, everywhere we turned, these different companies were doing Creed three merchandise. And it clearly, it became very clear that that movie was going to get a mega push. I mean, yeah. that was like the first kind of big blockbuster of the year. But if we're being frank, it worked for about two weeks. Yep. And then when people started seeing it and talking about it, it didn't do like what, like a Top Gun Maverick did where right. people were like, right. oh my God, this is actually an amazing movie and it right. stayed relevant. So I'm curious to see where the future goes in terms so of this go anime? completely done or are they going to be like, dude, it still made a ton of money. Here comes Creed 4. No, I believe I see. Here's the thing. Sly has gone. I, I kind of know on the record and off the record stuff on the record. Sly has said, I'll do Creed four. He goes, I didn't like the Creed three story. That's on the record. Yeah. He said it got a little dark, right? That he was. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to say my point of view. I feel Sly's issues with Michael B. Jordan are minute compared to Erwin Winkler. Sure. Mm -hmm. Erwin Winkler, they're never going to see eye to eye. Um, there were going to be three other Rocky movies. We're talking the Star Wars type of level here. Mm -hmm. There were going to be three of the Rocky movies that Erwin Winkler put the kibosh well, to. He threw, he threw the Rocky 7 script idea online, right? And it just yeah. handwritten. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. you know what's so great? Who else would do that? I love that he did that. That's just I, so incredible. In the, in the day and age we're living right now, stars can interact with their fans so deeply, and Sly does that. Like for Okay, so Sly tells this one story, uh, Rocky Three, Day one of filming, it's the uh, uh, first Clubber Lang fight where Rocky loses. Stallone is chiseled. What is he, 168? 169, I think he is. And he's he just looks like a Greek god. He's perfection. Erwin Winkler comes running down and screams, stop. No filming. Don't film. And he takes Sly off to the side. And he goes, you look too good. You can't look this good. You got to get heavier. You got to put weight on. We don't want to see the cuts and the chisels. And Sly is like, Erwin, what are you doing to me? He goes, I've got six cameras, nine or nine cameras going on. I've got all these people. He goes, I'm ready to go. He goes, what, what are you talking about? I can't do this. He goes, look, you don't understand. Rocky is golden boy level now. He can't be touched because of his ego. Da, 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 da. He's going to lose. There's all these things going on. And the physicality, the 2% the body fat is 
part of that. It's not Sylvester Stallone being egotistical. It's Rocky's ego who is gone now. After the, anyways, he tells these great stories and he reaches out to fans. Here's what's going to happen with the Creed universe. They're going to do an anime series that's coming up. They're going to do Amara, who is Adonis's daughter. She's going to lead for boxing. I'm a big, huge woman empowerment. The best lessons I've learned in my life have been from female teachers, uh, 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 women, my mother, my wife, uh, my in-laws, everyone. I've learned my best lessons from women. Is there room today for a boxing movie about a, a young girl? May I, I don't know. I, maybe there is, well, maybe there isn't. Well, you know, uh, female or not, what's tough about that is like, what's the story that little girl's growing up like rich, that little girl's growing up but with everything. Death. And they just told but the death. story yeah. of a rich kid. Right. That I, we're starting to really get away from stretching. Rock, it. Like, yeah, yeah. What do you know, creepo? I mean, that was right. a man right. that had nothing, but now we're starting to look for these like, well, I got something, but I got this other problem. And even that's like, that's a problem to me. Like Creed, you know, after Creed two, they had both attained what they needed to attain. Yeah, and they yeah. kind of created this new problem of this guy from my past. Okay. You know, I, you're totally right. But I can tell you the silver lining to this cloud is the studio writes to Sly. Sly Creed three did well on its opening weekend. We are ready to move forward with Rocky seven. Now, I know now that's what I need. That's right. what I need. That's what we all need. Right. Shoot, shoot it into my veins, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I need. Yeah, but yeah. Rocky seven, of course, you know, like you had mentioned earlier, he put that script out there and we're, we're going to see it's not, it, yeah. Rocky's going to be in his late seventies, but he sees how the uh, neighborhood is deteriorated drugs, homeless and whatever. And he goes back to the early 60s when he first meets Mickey, when he first goes to the gym, meets Paulie for the first time. The relationship between him and Gazzo set against this 1960s. So that there is something there that could work and it's going to go back and forth. And I and I do I, I prefer a Cobra Kai version on streaming. And since Amazon owns uh, MGM now, I assume a streaming eight part series MGM would put up on 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 uh, uh, Amazon Prime, uh, you know, maybe they wouldn't call it Rocky Seven. I don't know what they would call it, but I think Sly is leaning towards a streaming series versus a movie uh, because now eight series, or I'm sorry, eight episodes at 45 minutes each. Come on, man, that's yeah. two and a half times a movie. Can give me take it back the Rocky origin story. Exactly. Yeah. Take my money. Take my money and give me Amazon Prime, baby. <laughs> Stacy, before we let Mr. J get out of here and go on with his. Yeah, life. I don't think Stacy was prepared for what was coming. I mean, this no, is, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I told I told Stacy we'll be. Did soon. you give her a heads up? Like, yo, if this I did. Is the guy I, said, I remember, like, he, said, he talks. Yeah. I said, we're probably going to be punching each other to the solar plexus. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Boom, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but anyway, Stacey, um, what are your thoughts on everything we have talked about so far? Well, I think what I love, just sitting here watching you two. She's shell-shocked. <laughs> no, no, I, it's it's so fun because 
because we say it in our own homes we can't gush like this <laughs> with our family members and our friends ah, no. you know and and you said it you know you found your people and i've said that all along it, you two are the perfect example of how much gushing we can do and it's just been so fun watching the excitement mm. and the energy because that's awesome you that's embody the, all uh, the things that like i have to do today went out my brain for the past hour talking to you guys because right? I was in my wheelhouse and yeah, that's, right. that's exactly. the magic. That's it. I mean, if that sums it all up, that's the magic, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, yeah. but then you're inspired in your real life, even though you went right to this place and a lot of fantasy stuff and a lot of fiction, I don't think does that. It lets you escape real life. But then when you come back, Oh, this sucks. Mm. The opposite with Rocky is you escape but you can also bring that positive yes. energy and that believing in yourself right. to the yeah. real world. And not a lot of things can, can do that. You know, mm -hmm. guys, really quick to wrap it up. Um, yeah. Uh, we uh, talked to the, talk to the honcho over at uh, contenders, talk to John for all your listeners. We want to do something special for you guys having us on um, from the minute this episode drops for a full week. Right. We want to do a special code for your listeners. Right. So beautiful. Um, 30% off oh. Rocky stuff. Yes. Wow. Not the 15, not the 20, oh, not the 25. 30% off anything Rocky, including the new robe collection. Listen, all your people have to do, anybody listening, when you check out, it's contendersclothing.com. When you go to check out, put Rocky Files. That's it. Oh, There'll be a discount nice. code. Put Thank Rocky you. Files, 30%. You want to buy ton of stuff it's not one item go nuts rocky files 30 percent off including the new robe collection and of course the boxing yeah <laughs> i love that yeah. my god well, I, hey it has been an honor talking to you guys I, I i'm a faithful viewer listener and uh i'm just it's it's just so nice to talk about this stuff with uh kindred spirits you know mm -hmm. stacy before i ask my last question any last words you want to pass on I just, my only last thought was that you, you capture the energy that, that Rocky gives us, oh, you know, at awesome. the end of the movie, you feel like you can fly. I've said it a hundred times. And, you are that. And, and, I, and you know, what's it's funny is fun. like, I didn't even talk about any of my own personal stuff, which is great. I, we're here to talk about Rocky, <laughs> not me. Um, but uh, um, one of my lifelong dreams from when I was a little kid, um, I wanted to be a professional fighter. I was either, uh, you know, that yeah. was, I wanted it. Where I grew up, there was no gyms. There was no opportunity to do that. And it was all because of Rocky. I love Rocky. You know, it's what started. Um, and uh, found music. And that became my life and my direction. And no regrets, you know. Um, but uh, as the music business slowed down, um, I found myself. I was going through my fat Elvis stage. I wasn't on the road much anymore. Wasn't, you know, clearly my life was not going to be able to make a living doing music. It, I was depressed, I guess, you know. And um, I uh, found boxing again, you know, just the way life aligned, the way life yeah. aligned. I found the sport of boxing, became friends with the trainer. One thing led to another. And uh, as a kid, I always wanted to have an amateur fight. So I went and had um, an amateur fight, even though I was in my thirties, which is not really when you do it, you know? Um, and I kind of wanted to have a couple more amateur fights. So suddenly my whole life started to be revolving around boxing. I got deeper and deeper in the sport. and. Uh, um, when I was in my forties, I found I was having my second child, you know, I was going to be an old dad. And, uh, I said, you know what, like, and this is real, this is real not to get sappy, but I said, I need my Rocky moment 
before it's too late. I, I need my going the distance. I need to do that thing that nobody thinks I could do. So um, two years ago, at the age of 42, um, I uh, had my first and only professional fight. I was a professional wow. athlete for one day. 10 years of training led up to one day. My wife said, you get one. You get one. No matter what happens, you get one. Wow. And uh, basically, you know, I, I weighed in in the Rocky twos, you know, and uh, wow, professional fighter. And I said to myself, I swear to you guys, you're going to think I'm joking. But I sat in my hotel room that night. The fight was on the East Coast. And I told the guy that I was with, like, I just want to go the distance. I know. I, know I it believe it. Crazy. But all I, I didn't need to win. I just needed to know. I needed to tell that little kid that watched those Rocky movies yeah. that you 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 could have done it it wasn't too late i was living rocky one and i was also living rocky balboa because i was too old to do it i was literally yeah and uh you know it was uh you know it was something that you know i'll never forget but i i won my first professional fight how about that by first round knockout no Um, come on i immediately retired so i am an undefeated professional (laughs) fighter you gotta love it and my, my wife probably won't get through the whole podcast because she's not the Rocky guy that I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm willing to sell out for a sequel. You know what I mean? Like, right, exactly. you know, if the money's right, I'll come out of retirement. Yes. You know? so, of course. Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, you got to yeah, do totally. it. Here's All a right. couple pictures. Oh, there it is. There, there, oh, there it is. Look the at fight. that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. So there's okay. my moment, but oh, there's me training covered in blood, you know. But, is uh, that the Italian stallion uh, tank top? You know it, you of know course it, it is. You know it. I knew it was. Yeah, but but I, I did because I know that's what you guys talk to a lot of people yeah. about. At the end of the day, contenders is wonderful, and I encourage everybody to come use the code contendersclothing.com, Rocky Files. But at the end of the day, this podcast is about what it did to your life. And yes, that movie inspired me to do something that was one of the best things I've ever done with my life, you know, and it, it just happened to be boxing, but it could have been anything. It sure. could have been cycling. It could have been wrestling, but I, I got to become a professional athlete when people are looking at me saying like, are you crazy? Like you're too old to do this. I'm like, no, I'm not. I saw Rocky. I saw Rocky Balboa. I'm fine. I'll be great. You know what right. I mean? So. That's so true. And, and, and again, that's one of the reasons why we wanted you to come on to the podcast to talk about that, because I think so many other people in your shoes need to hear that it isn't over once you get into your 40s and 50s and 60s you can continue doing it taking chances and risks whatever it is that is a passion for you that you feel you want to do you can do it sometimes mike you got to still remind yourself about that oh my god yeah where you get down in the dumps and you're just like well time's going maybe i did all my cool stuff no no right and you can find the time in those movies and stallone's life they, they show it. They show it. You yeah. know, it's never too late. You know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Chris, you've got 30 seconds in an elevator with Sylvester Stallone. Yes. What do you say to him? I had 30 seconds outside of the Santa Barbara Film Festival as he got out of his limo. Hundreds of people desperately trying to get his autograph. How was I going to stand out and be the one guy that he pulled? I dived out, stuck out my pass from being an extra in Rocky Balboa. And I just said, Sly, I love you. I was an extra in Rocky Balboa. I didn't get any screen time, but I swear I was there. (laughs) And he looked down and he saw that it was a real set pass. And he literally goes like this. Thanks. 
signs it, hands it to me. There's my 30 seconds. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Because I want to thank you so much. Thank you guys. For thank here. you guys. Pleasure. Anytime. I'm, I I love what you guys do, and I'm a big supporter. And uh, keep in touch. And you know, Mike, we got you. Any anytime you need something, you let us know. Please thank John for me. I appreciate that. I think you guys are going to see a little bump in income and uh, merchandise. <laughs> yeah. Rocky, Rocky awesome. Files. Put the discount Rocky in. I Files. promise you'll take care of it. Email us anytime and look for the new Rocky collection this November. Oh, I nice. can't wait for it. My friend, keep punching. <laughs> take care. <laughs> take care, my friend. Love you guys. God bless. Have a great Love day. Bye-bye. Bye. Come on. Talk about energy. Woo, yeah. <laughs> that guy brought the noise, brought the funk. Okay. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Uptown funk got the jam. Wow. I mean, I mean, he brought it. He really did. I, and, yeah. That's what the tour was like for three and a half hours. It was. Yeah. It was, it was like 50 caliber machine guns going <laughs> off nonstop. Uh, you yes. know, it was crazy. Yes, that's that's what Rocky does. I mean, his energy is. Ooh, unmatched. That was just—he's just amazing. Talk about, you know, it's in his veins and in his bones. And I—I just—he was wow, wow. Just love the energy. Yeah, yeah. I, I am so glad he made time out of his day to come with us. And how about that, guys? Don't not order. Yeah. This is thirty percent. Very generous. Very generous. <laughs> Go to contenders. Put it in Rocky Files. You gotta order stuff. I'm gonna order. I, there's about six pieces I'm gonna order. Yeah. I'm gonna get the uh, the Cleberlang Powder Blue Zip Zip Up. I have a lot already from contenders, but I am gonna order that. And I can think of there's about five other uh, shirts that I want to get that I've been leaning on. So that's go order. Now's the time. Wow. So exactly. thank you, thank you to them. What a fun announcement. That that's is awesome. So exciting. <laughs> So good stuff. That's my plug. <laughs> that's your plug. Well, this listen, face it. I, I think, listen, that's it. We're out of here. Uh, people can find me, uh, the old Philly Rocky film tour on Instagram. I wrote a book called the, <laughs> what is it? What's it called? Cue the Rocky music. There it is. I'm so shell shocked from this interview. It's been great. So cue the Rocky music. You can find that anywhere books are sold. And there's a little movie about me called the pretender by my Dear friend, a guy I love, Jimmy Toscano and his crew out of Detroit, Michigan, uh, the pretender, the dream is real. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. I promise you. Anywhere streaming services are, go check it out. Uh, Stacy, uh, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram at Had Me at Yo and The Rocky Files and on Facebook at The Rocky Files Podcast. This is a good one. Wow. Very good one. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Stacy, until next week. Until next week. Keep. Keep punching. Bye, buddy. Bye.